Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. If you're seeing the video of this, I'll have all the uh, scriptures up on the screen. But if you're just listening to this on the podcast, then then uh, I will be mentioning the scriptures. Hopefully you can follow along if you want. So things we don't plan for. I want to talk to you about things we don't plan for in life. A lot of things that occur in life are not what we had expected or planned. They're not all bad. Uh, sometimes they're good opportunities. And then sometimes they're just necessary. Sometimes it's just a change that we have to go through. But they, they are, they are changes in our lives and they tend to make us anxious and the changes can be very trying for us. If we look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. There's an old Jewish saying that goes with this. It's something like this. Man makes plans and God laughs. It kind of goes with this proverb, just meaning that we can make plans, but God is actually in control. We will end up acting according to his plans, and he will bring us to where we need to be. For example, I want to remind you of Moses. Moses killed a man, murdered an Egyptian, actually, as it is described. Then he fled because it was known he had been found out. And he went to Midian to escape punishment. There he stayed with the priest of Midian. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 21 to 22, Then Moses was content to live with the man, and he gave Zipporah his daughter to Moses, and she bore him a son. He called his name Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Notice Moses married and had a son. He was content to stay there. He had no plans to leave. He was so content, he stayed there about 40 years, according to Stephen's account. Now that's over in Acts chapter 7. But God came calling in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Notice that Moses was just about his normal business. Just doing his job, just tending the flock, just a normal day until the angel appeared. We know, in fact, that he had no intention of returning to the Hebrews in Egypt because he didn't even circumcise his son. Later, on the way back to Egypt, his wife had to circumcise their son to save Moses. Exodus chapter 4, verse 25 then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. Now, she doesn't seem very happy about this, and I'm sure she wasn't, but this had to be done. But you can see that Moses had not planned on meeting God like this at all. Remember, he had a lot of excuses for God to choose someone else. He was really like, can't you find anyone else but me? You know, I mean, that was really what it boiled down to. But we know what happened, right? 
Moses' life took an unexpected turn. This was not something that Moses had planned for. We are very much the same as Moses. We tend to go through each day, each week, without considering a lot of things. We expect and assume things will largely be the same. We take things for granted. I'm not putting this down. I think that's fairly normal of us as people in everyday life. We're not always making plans per se, but we think we know how things will be until we don't, until they are different. It reminds me of James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. It reminds us that we do not know what will occur tomorrow. It reminds us to not take things for granted. So what do we do when our life takes an unexpected turn? When the things we didn't plan for happen? We want to acknowledge the distress and anxiety we feel at those times. Admit that is how we feel. Just admit that's how we feel and recognize it. Then we want to go to God. As Christians, when we have an issue or a problem or trial, He is our answer. Do not forget where our help comes from. Psalm 121. I'm going to be using this for just a minute or two here. And I'm going to go through the different verses. Verses 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. Who, even, who made heaven and earth. Realize the power of God, whose we are. He is the creator of everything, is all-powerful beyond what we can imagine. It should be an encouragement to us that we do not rely solely on people. We as people can be weak and sometimes we fail. But God does not fail. However, God does care for us. Verses 3 and 4. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The meaning of keeps in this passage is protects or keeps safe. Now we are not Israel, but we are God's children, and so we are his people. God is continually watching over us and protecting us as our Heavenly Father. He is always alert and not sleeping or or uh, slumbering. You know, he's not he's not snoozy and half paying attention. He's always alert and paying attention. Verses five and six: The Lord is your keeper; the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. God is our defense and shelter during the day and the night, during all times. Light and darkness, hot or cold, good and bad. Verses 7 and 8. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. 
this is a promise from God the Father. Not that we won't have unexpected or bad circumstances, but he will watch over us and protect us through them, through these changes. I think of it as he is protecting us always. And in this life, we are always in transition, always going through some change, no matter what we are experiencing. When we're going into something, going through something, coming out of something, God is here with us and for us. So we acknowledge God and we thank him. We realize that he will help us through these things that we did not plan for. What else can we do? Well, we are a family, a congregation, a part of God's family. We can pull together, support and comfort one another, be a a good family and watch after each other. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, Paul tells us about God's comfort. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, you'll notice Paul uses the word comfort a lot. We want to look at the word or the words being used here. It's a variation of the same word, I believe, which Paul uses in these verses. The idea here is that God is calling us close to him so that he can soothe and reassure us to uh, refresh and encourage us so he can comfort and console us encouraging us in these temporary situations. Notice God is the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. So God consoles, refreshes, and encourages us in our trials, in our hard times when we're going through these changes. Why? So that as we are encouraged by God, we will share that comfort with each other. Notice, too, that Paul mentions we can encourage and console others who are in any trouble. No matter the situation, we can find comfort and reassurance in the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, that's Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, Paul encourages us to bear with one another in love and to keep our unity of the Spirit. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So with humbleness and kindness, we should be patient with each other in love, support each other through times of trouble, We know those times of trials will come, but we do not face them alone. We face them together. This is the strength of our congregation and God's family. This is how we weather difficult and unexpected situations together in God's love. Then we remember our encouragement and strength is from the Lord. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. 
Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord is with us wherever we are, wherever we go. This may sound like a trite, overused statement, but I think on the contrary, we need to remember this always. How will we act and react when we really believe and understand God is right here with us at all times? The children of Israel, they looked at the problems, the issues with taking the promised land. They didn't look to God. They didn't trust in our Heavenly Father. So it was the next generation that went in to possess the land. So when we encounter these things we did not plan for, these changes, they are actually an opportunity to trust and believe in God, to build on our faith and become stronger in the Lord. Remember this from Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. It puts things in perspective for us. That's Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. So no matter how great the calamity, we look to God and we do not fear. With the Lord, we can easily overcome any situation. God always makes a way for us to cross over our river of trouble, just as he stopped the floodwaters of the River Jordan for Israel to cross over into the Promised Land. And as Jesus said in this reference to saving the rich, now, that is a difficult task. It's another one of those tasks that are very difficult for people. It's like an unexpected problem or change in, it, in that it is difficult. And in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, Jesus said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. The Lord puts no limit on what is possible with God. Neither should we. I truly believe that with God, all things are possible. So when unexpected things happen, in good times and bad times, actually at all times, we should go to God with our troubles. He cares for us. We should always pull together and help each other as we can. And remember, God is with us and He is for us. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.